the end of 2020. And it's hard to believe that we've come to the end of a very difficult year, but I believe God's got something for us to take from this year into the new year in Romans chapter number 5. So if you would, uh, let's look down together in verse 1. We're going to read down through about verse number 4, and I think we're going to stop there. That's going to be all the time we're going to have. Romans 5.1, <clears throat> the Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now watch closely to verse number three. The Bible says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. Now I want you to think about the year that we've had, and boy, it's been a doozy. And one of my goals, I'm going to mention to you here in just a few minutes, at the end of the service going into 2021, is that we will leave just about everything that happened in 2020 in 2020, other than the lessons that we learned in 2020. I think it'd be foolish for us to go through all that we went through and not learn something, and then to be sure that we take the valuable lessons that we learn into the new year, whatever that year is going to hold. But in spite of all that we went through in 2020, in spite of all the things that we could think about, and I'm sure in every one of our lives there's different ways this thing has touched us, in spite of all of that tonight here at the last service in 2020, looking back over a tumultuous year, as I look back at 2020, do you know what I see? It would be very easy tonight to focus in on the individual events of the storms, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, the pandemic, and all of the social unrest. It would be very easy to focus in on those things tonight, but what I focus in on tonight is the goodness of God. I want to show you that. I know it's going to be a little bit difficult to do that because you think, what kind of a year are you looking back on? Because when I look back at 2020, I see all kinds of difficulty. And I see tumult and I see turmoil and I see all the things that happen in our world. How can you look back on 2020 and see the goodness of God? And the answer is very simple. We're here tonight. You think about that. We're here. How many times throughout this year did you wonder and seriously consider if we were not going to make it through this year? How many times as we went through the four tornadoes and all of the different things that we had to do? How many times we went through that hurricane and the, uh, the, the, the parking lot services and, and being in and out of the building? Did you think we are not going to make it to the end of this thing and yet here we are? We are at the last service in 2020 and the very fact that we're in this building tonight shows us the goodness of God. God brought us thus far. I couldn't help. We were on the way home from Louisiana, uh, spending some time with my wife's family, got to see her grandfather, whose health's not the greatest, and got to go be with them for a, a couple of days of Christmas. And as we rode home, I couldn't help but think about what John Newton said in Amazing Grace. Uh, he says, it's grace that brought us safe thus far. We look back on 2020, and we see all the things that want to garner our attention. The difficulty, the unrest, and all of those things, that's what we want to be focused in on. But what we should be focused in on tonight is the goodness of God and the grace of God. Why? Because we're here. We're at the last service in 2020. We have made it, and as John Newton says, "'Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home." John Newton lived a rough life before he got saved. Oh, he was a vagabond. You read his story. Oh, what a wonderful testimony of redemption and the grace of God. That's why he was one who was well qualified to write and to sing about amazing grace. He had seen grace in his life. And yet looking over a life, he could have talked about being, being sold as a slave himself and being a captive himself and being a vagabond separated from God himself. But no, out of all the things he wanted to sing about was amazing grace. 
And so tonight, what we're looking at is, well, we're going to focus on looking back at 2020. And I choose tonight to focus on the goodness of God. Because God's brought us here, and His grace has brought us here safe thus far. And in spite of all the things that society and the world threw at us, we've made it. We're at the end of 2020. Psalms 124 is one that we sing about. I want to read you just a few verses out of that before I come back to Romans 5. Psalms 124, we sing this, and maybe you didn't know it, or maybe you didn't realize it, but uh, this is Scripture. We learn these Scripture songs. It says in verse 1, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. Boy, you you look back at 2020, there were some things that could have swallowed us up quick, wouldn't it? And yet we found the Lord was on our side. It goes on to say, when their wrath was kindled against us, we've seen that this year, then the waters had overwhelmed us. All were their scenarios in 2020 that seem to seek to overwhelm us. Somebody asked me the other day what it's been like, and I said, without a doubt, hands down, the most difficult year of ministry in my life. I would have preferred to have been here a little bit longer before a pandemic hit, but the Lord knows best, and I'm going to have to figure out what he's doing in all of it. It's definitely been difficult. The word I've used is, at times, it's been suffocating. From what I told my wife on the way home, I says, I enjoy getting good news because it seems like nine out of ten phone calls are bad news. I'll get a phone call or a text message, and I know what it's going to say. We've tested positive. I know what it's going to say. And oh, there have been times that have been overwhelming, and yet what do we find out? Had it not been the Lord who was on our side. You know, the very fact that we're here tonight proves the Lord is on our side. There's no way we could have survived what we went through. There's no way we could have gone through what we've gone through. And yet, listen, not only be able to be here, but the desire to be here and the thankfulness to be able to be in the house of God tonight. That's the goodness of God. That's what I'm going to focus on. Yes, we could focus on all the, the bad things and the negative things. But tonight as a child of God, I want to look back at 2020. I want to see the goodness of God. I want to see the grace of God. Now tonight, this service is one that I looked forward to 52 weeks ago tonight. 52 weeks ago tonight, I looked forward to this service. And I mentioned this night, 52 weeks ago tonight. 52 weeks ago, I remember standing here talking about what I wanted to look back on. I wanted to look back and see what God did. Our theme was engaged I want to see everybody getting involved, finding their purpose. New ministries started into the prisons, into the colleges, which we're still going to push through that this year. But, man, it kicked us in the guts this year. And engaged just simply meant staying involved in our own church. And I wanted to be here 52 weeks ago. 52 weeks ago tonight, I stood at this place talking about what we were going to look back upon and seeing the goodness of God and the grace of God and how God worked. And I want you to know he did not work in the ways I thought he was. But he still worked. 52 weeks ago, I stood right here desiring to look back at all the things God was going to do. And although he didn't do what I thought he was going to do, tonight I can say with assurance that I stand here. And I'm looking back 52 weeks and I'm seeing the goodness of God. And I'm seeing what God did. And I'm seeing the power of God tonight. And that's what I choose to focus on. Why? Because that's what God's done in our life. And tonight I want you to know my heart is, in, is, is encouraged tonight as it's been through this entire thing. And I am surprised by that. Tonight we're, we're probably in the thick of it as much as we've been in the last 10 months. The last 10 months 
We've not seen what we're seeing right now all over our country, even within our own church. We fought very hard and worked very hard to keep this thing out of our church, and yet it snuck its way through. Germs are microscopic, and it's made its way in here. And we fought very hard, and now we're in the thick of it as, as we've ever been, and yet right now I'm as encouraged as I've ever been. And it surprises me. Folks, listen, this is not optimism speaking. I told you optimism ran out a long time ago. I'm surprised at how hopeful I am looking into the new year. And here's why I'm surprised, because I try to find reasons to be hopeful. I preached on hope throughout December in our Christmas series, and I have hope in Christ, but you look forward. I mean, look, the virus seems to be spiking. We don't know what's going to happen politically. There's not a lot of reasons to be hopeful, and yet tonight I can say with assurance I stand here with more hope than I've had throughout the last 10 months as I look toward a very uncertain year. And I'm even surprised by that. But tonight I want to share with you why. The answer is in Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Tonight, you can find 2020 summed up in these verses, or at least in my heart, and I hope in your heart as well. The Bible says, and not only so, but we glory in what? Tribulations. I want you to notice these common denominators in verse 3 and 4. It begins with tribulations. And then like trains on a car, they've been connecting themselves in a row. Tribulations, knowing the tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience what? What does it end with? Hope. When I read this, I saw my heart right now. My heart right now. Look, I look back at our beginning of this year and it began with tribulations. And we had tribulation after tribulation after tribulation. I mean, oh, my soul, have we had tribulations. And yet now, at the end of 2020, do you know what I end with? It would seem like with all of those tribulations that you would be down and out and discouraged and depressed. Somebody asked me the other day, she said, have the events of 2020 discouraged you? I said, no. I don't know that I've ever been discouraged in my ministry. I can honestly say that. Have I been disappointed? Absolutely. But I've never been discouraged. And I want to show you something tonight. Why do we end with hope even though we began with tribulations? Well, when you look at that word tribulations, it means pressing and it means pressure. Have we had that this year? Absolutely. The pressing and the pressure. I have, I have a preacher friend of mine. Uh, he calls me, he calls himself my bodyguard. That's what he calls himself. He said, I'm your spiritual bodyguard. He says, God put you on my heart to pray for, and I'm going to be your spiritual bodyguard. And it's uncanny how often this man texts me when things are really, really rough. It's uncanny. He's committed to pray for me in our ministry here. And he called the other day and he says, how are you? He said, yours on my heart. I said, it's a heavy day. It's a heavy day. So we lost our first church member to the virus. About a dozen people who have it. When you have a dozen people who have it, that's about 35 or 40 people who have to be quarantined that you miss seeing. Well, you hate that as a pastor. The Bible says do well to know the state of your flock. You hate not being able to go over and spend time with them and help bear their burdens. I said, it's a heavy day. That's what tribulations do. They create pressure. And this has been a heavy year. And yet, notice what the Bible says. What? Stick with me tonight, all right? This will encourage your heart. The Bible says, verse 3, we glory in tribulations. Know that tribulations worketh patience. Notice what the Bible says that tribulations will do. Tribulations worketh. 
You look at that word. The word worketh means brings about. That means even in the midst of tribulation, God was bringing about something. Could it be that our God is powerful enough to work in the midst of tribulation to bring about something? I mean, could it be that God's working in the tribulation we've gone through in 2020 to bring about something? Absolutely. God can do whatever he wants. God can work even in the midst of tribulations. Notice what we end up with at the end of verse 4, hope. So we started with tribulations, and yet we end with hope. Can I tell you, only God could do that. Only God could take tribulation. Notice it's plural. There's an S at the end of the word tribulation. It says tribulations, multiple, and there's 2020, multiple tribulations. Only God could take tribulations and start with that and end with hope. It's like my wife. My wife will take these ingredients. She loves to cook. She's very good at cooking. And uh, she'll take all these ingredients on the cabinet, and I'm trying to figure out what she's doing with all those ingredients. And next thing you know, you begin to smell something wafting through the air. Bo will find you a good woman one day that can cook right. Amen? Y'all pray for Bo, a good woman. Amen? That can cook. All right? Don't get you one of those that can't cook. You be sitting back there, and you start, you start smelling something that you weren't smelling earlier. You go in there, and you say, what is that? And you look in there, and something's cooking on the inside of the oven. And, man, you, look, you get a taste of it. It's so good. How did you get that out of it? Man, she just took it and she crafted it all together, and now we have this out of this. That's what God does with tribulations. God works in tribulations, and what can God create a tribulation? Well, here I am tonight. I say with assurance tonight. Look, I wouldn't lie to you behind the pulpit, all right? I used to joke with our church all the time. I was, I'll lie to you in the parking lot, but not behind the pulpit. I mean, what would happen if God struck me dead behind the pulpit? People would talk about me the rest of, the rest of their lives, that's for sure. I'm telling you tonight I have hope. I have peace and I have assurance looking into the new year and my hope, believe it or not, came out of tribulation. Out of all the multiple and abundance of tribulations, I stand here tonight with as much hope. And by the way, I have very little reasons to have hope. More people have the virus now than have had it all year. We lost dear brother Robert. We didn't lose him. Kind of gave him up to heaven. You're thinking, man, you should be down and out. No, I'm hopeful. Why? I'm going to show you tonight how God took my hardships and our hardships and can make hope. You know, for years, you look back in ancient times, um, you know the study of alchemy? You know what alchemy is? It's where they've tried to take lead and different little base metals and turn them into gold. You know, take, uh, uh, take mercury or take this, and they're trying to add electricity and maybe turn it into gold. That's alchemy. Yet, they have yet to figure out how to do that. Wouldn't it be nice if they could take some gravel, take some of that Reynolds Wrap tinfoil that you have in your refrigerator left over from Christmas? I mean, we'd all be rich, wouldn't we, if we could turn tinfoil into gold? But you can't do that. You can't take tinfoil and turn it into gold. It just doesn't work that way. But I want to tell you something that God can do. God can take tribulations and turn it into hope. And tonight I want to share with you how God has taken the tribulation of 2020 and forged the hope for 2021. I have, I have so much hope for 2021. And believe it or not, it came out of tribulation. So tonight I want to give you two things. Long introduction, short message. I want to give you two things tonight on how hardships lead to hope. How hardships lead to hope. And I want to help you turn the page on 2020 tonight. Now if you'll look down to verse number three, the Bible says we glory in tribulations also. You can glory in them if you realize how they become hope. 
All right? You're not going to embrace tribulation and troubles and trials. Believe it or not, there's going to be, there's going to be tribulations and trials in 2021. But you can face them differently knowing you can glory in them. Why? Because God has a plan to produce hope out of tribulation. How does he do that? Well, notice the first step. There's two steps in between tribulations and hope. Notice what the first one is. The Bible says that tribulation worketh patience. Tribulations worketh patience. Now, notice that tribulations, hardships, and difficulty, they are leading to something. They're not dead ends. Aren't you glad that our God can take a tribulation and lead you to somewhere and to something through that? And that place, the first stop, is patience. You see, the reason tonight that hardships can lead to hope is because, number one, we learn to wait on God. All right? I don't have them up here for you tonight. My daughter asked me, Dad, have you got your points into the computer? She kind of helps me out like another secretary. She says, Dad, have you got your points to the guys back there in the back? I said, no, I have not. I was with family today. I tried to spend all the family with today as I could. We drove home this afternoon. I didn't have time to get them to them. I says, I don't have the points. And here's what she usually says. So that means we're going to have to pay attention. Yes, that's what that means. Not going to be on the screen, so you're going to have to pay attention tonight, all right? Number one, the first step. Now, watch. We started with tribulations, all right? We didn't like that, but notice the tribulations end in hope, but there's two stops in between tribulation and hope, and the first is patience. The reason hardships lead to hope is because in the, in the between period, we're learning to wait on God. What have we learned to do through our tribulations of 2020? We've learned to wait on God like we've never have before. Now, all of us tonight, I am sure, claim to have spiritual patience and believe we are spiritually patient to wait upon God. But I'm going to tell you something. I assure you, every one of us, our patience has been tested this year. I mean, good night. Lord, we're, we're in the middle of this pandemic, and now we have one tornado. Come on. Little did we know we had three more coming down the pipe. We drove up Highway 49 the other day. We're on the way back from 49 today. And you see these huge swatches of trees missing on Highway 49 where those tornadoes cut through there. I mean, we had four of them. And then we had a hurricane. And we have social unrest and election troubles and all of this. And yet, watch this. We're in the midst of it, waiting on God. Because tribulation does what? The Bible says tribulation worketh patience. Now, understand this tonight. Our patience and God's patience are different. All right? We think patience is just sitting in a chair waiting, all right? I'm going to wait on so-and-so, you know? That's like those people that never show up. Oh, I hate waiting on people that never show up. Why? Because my time is important to me. It may not be as valuable as some other people's time, but my time is important to me. And you're sitting there waiting, you're sitting there waiting. That's not what God's patience is. Our patience is perseverance while depending upon God. That's what patience is to God. Matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 12, what does it say in verse 1 and verse 2? Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, notice two words together, running and patience. That doesn't sound like sitting on your laurels, does it? All right? You're busily abiding in the will of God. You are working and trusting in God until the outcome comes along. But listen to the rest of the verse says in chapter, uh, in chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says, let us run our race with patience, with patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, you've got to see this. What does it mean to run the race with patience? I love how the Word of God defines itself. All right? If you'll let the Word of God define itself, you'll find it's very, very clear. By the way, it's written on a fifth grade reading level. God wants his children to understand this is not a book of mysteries, 
This is an instruction manual from our Heavenly Father who wants us to know how to live, and he makes it pretty easy. So how do you run a race with patience? It's defined in verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Here's what he's saying. Looking unto Jesus, what is that? That means you're running your race, but you're looking to him. You're waiting on him. You're trusting in him. And 2020, the tribulations have taught us to be patient and wait upon God. I've had to depend upon God more in 2020 than I think I ever have in my life. It's sad to say that, but it's the truth. How often do we read John 15, 5, where the Bible says, Without me, ye can do nothing. And we read that, and we agree with it in principle, but in our heart, we're thinking, well, I can do some things for ourselves." Finally, God has to jerk the rug out from under us and let the bottom fall out from under us to realize that we have to depend upon him. You know what happens? It's finally out of our hands. Could it be that God has used the tribulations of 2020 to take matters out of our hands where we'll finally just depend upon him? Notice he's taken political stability out of our country. Look, I, I don't know. You know, I have an opinion like everybody else does. I don't know what's happening in this election. I don't know if anybody knows what's happening in this election. But it's obvious there's some tinkering going on somewhere. And you look at the, the integrity of our election system. I mean, that was one of the cornerstones of our country. Financial, it's all being jerked away. And we can't depend upon, look, folks, I don't know how long we got the Constitution anymore. What do we have to depend on? The one we should have been depending upon the whole time. What is tribulation doing? It's working patience. We're learning to look to him. We're running our race and looking to him. We're not looking to the government anymore. That's not sure. We're not even looking. Look, I'm thankful for the Constitution. Next to the word of God, I think it's the most important document on this planet. And yet it seems like it's slowly fading. Matter of fact, several years ago, we were in Washington. We went up there to look at it, how sad it was that the print on the Constitution seems to be fading. I think not only literally, but also figuratively as well. We look to our jobs. We look to others. And all of those things are being taken away. And now do you know what the tribulations have worked for us? They're making us look to him. God, there's nothing stability, stable around here anymore. There's nothing to cling to. There's, nothing, there's not a solid rock to stand on other than you. He says, yep, there you go. Can I tell you, if in the end we're looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith like we never had before, then the tribulations of 2020 were worth it? Why? Because they worked for us. Knowing the tribulation worketh patience. Patience is learning to depend upon God and wait upon God. So often we're guilty of taking matters into our own hands, aren't we? Oh, I'm so guilty of that. I, I joke with the young people all the time. I'm an American, not an Americant. I don't know that my mom and dad taught me the word can't. They taught me the word can. When I was a kid, they told me, if you want to be an astronaut, you be an astronaut. You want to play professional basketball, you go play professional basketball. They told me I could be anything I wanted to be. And so I'm a can-do kind of guy. And sometimes I get ahead of God. Take matters in my own hands. I'll make it happen. I'll fix it. I can make it through this. And finally, God has to let me weary of myself to finally look to him and say, okay, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to trust in you. I don't know why I thought of this. I thought about this this afternoon. I remember as a kid, my mom would make jello. I still like jello. 
the real stuff now, not that knockoff stuff, but that real stuff. And I remember I go to the refrigerator and check the jello. You know, you stick your finger in there. Now they kind of freak out if you did that, wouldn't it? You know, contaminated, call in a hazmat suit, you know, put it in the red bag and throw it in the garbage. But I go in there, there would be little fingerprints all on the top of the jello, waiting on it set up. Mom would put it in there, and you're like, is it ready yet? Ready yet? Go to the refrigerator, and you, you shake it. Oh, it's just sloshing around. You know it's not ready. And after a little while, you come back, and you touch it, and then it just, you know it's getting there, don't you? It's still a little soft. You got to be, I like mine firm. You know, used to they made what's called Jello Jigglers. Do y'all remember those? Man, the 80s were good. The 80s were good years. Y'all go back and look that up. Finally, I was like, this stuff's not setting up. I said, I'm going to hurry it up. So I just took the Jello container that mom had. You should put it in a mold. Do you might do that anymore? Put Jello in a mold. That was so cool, like a giant gummy bear. Anyway, I took the Jello and I put it in the deep freeze. If a refrigerator's cold, a freezer's colder. If a refrigerator will do it slow, a freezer will do it fast. I mean, ingenuity, American ingenuity's gone, you know? I'm going to hurry it up, and I put it in there, and come back a little while later, not only was it set up, it was froze. It wouldn't even jiggle anymore. <laughs> it was sad. Jello just sitting there, solid as a rock. What happened? I decided I wanted to speed it up. I wasn't willing to wait on the Jello to set up, and now not only did it not set up, I messed it up. And how often our life is a lot like that jello. God's got something good making. God wants to make something out of it. We're looking at that liquid. We're thinking, that's not, who wants to eat that? It's just soup. God says, leave it alone. God says, I'm working in this stuff. And you're like, God, that doesn't look anything. I'm just going to take it and do something else with it. And you mess it up. God says, I had something good. I had hope making in that pot. You see, you looked at it. It was tribulation. But I was having hope work for you. But we didn't wait on God. Man, here we are at the end of 2020, looking back, our last service, and we see tribulation after tribulation, and the reason tonight that I have hope is because the tribulations have taught me to be patient. The tribulations have taught me to wait on God. I'm just going to trust you. I'm just saying first broke out. <clears throat> Man, sitting back there at my desk, I felt like Captain Kirk at the Enterprise. We're supposed to take care of this. Everybody get in your battle stations. Brother Heath, Brother John. The Nate would come on board. Hey, all right, get your battle stations. We're going to make it. We're going to guide Central through this thing. About two months later, you're like, I'm tired of driving. You get over here and drive for a little while. I want to go back and rest on one of those holodecks, you know, on the Star Trek. I want to go to a tropical island somewhere. I don't want to drive anymore. I realized I could not drive this thing. I realized that I'm going to have to depend on him to guide us through this. How do you know the state of your flock when your flock's not here? I don't know how many tears I've wept over that in the last 10 months. I wonder how they're doing. I know what they tell me on the phone. But I don't know how they're doing. I don't know if they're drifting away from God. I said, God, I can't keep all these sheep together. God, I don't know if I can do this. He said, don't worry, I can. I can. Do you know what I learned through the tribulation? I learned patience. Tribulation work is patience. Romans 8, 25, the Bible says this, but if we hope for that we see not, then we with patience wait for it. You see, hope and patience are inseparable. If you want to have that hope, a lasting hope looking forward, it begins with patience. But patience only comes from trusting God in tribulation. You see how that works? We've had tribulations. If you be patient, you've trusted God. My mom oftentimes calls me, even though I'm her pastor. Uh, she calls and she gives me pastoral counsel. You know, my mom's good at that. She's still my mom. And uh, she called me the other night. 
we had a water problem at our house. We had a leak under our slab, and Brother Bill came in and fixed it. Thank the Lord, did a marvelous job on that. But we came up here to shower at the church, and it was a long day. It was a long day. I don't like cold showers. I am spoiled. First world problems. So I came out, have a shower in my office. We have a shower down here. So my wife and daughter were there, and I can get a shower down here. And I'm just sitting propped up against the wall, and Brother Bo walks in. And I, I was going to try to be all spiritual, you know? How you doing? Amen. Praise the Lord. Doing good. Having a wonderful day. But I couldn't hide it. Number one, I hadn't shaven in days, as you noticed. Sitting there, and Brother Bo says, how's everything going? I said, pretty rough day. About then, my mom calls. She said, how are things going? I said, it's pretty rough. I said, tough day. I mean, you got folks that are sick and the virus and all this and all of that. And she says, God's grace is sufficient. Not what you want to hear at the time. But, oh, I've learned in my tribulation that God's grace is sufficient. But I had to wait. I had to wait. I had to trust God. I think about Israel in captivity, in Egypt, Babylon. They had to wait a while, didn't they? They had to wait in their tribulation a while until finally they were willing to look to God again. They first go into tribulation. We can handle this. We got this. They're not repentant. Finally, after they're in tribulation for a while, tribulations for a while, they finally looked out and called out to God. And he heard them. But they had to wait. They had to wait in tribulation. Here's what I wonder tonight. I'll give you this second. How often do I give up on God in my tribulation? How often do you give up on God in tribulation rather than be patient, watch, unto hope? Patient in tribulation is what's leading you to hope. All right? Tribulations happen. Don't give up on God. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. As soon as tribulation comes, he wants, to, he wants to beat you up and bring you down and say, look what your God's allowing to happen to you. Why don't you give up on him? Job's wife, curse God and die. But what did Job do? He just was patient. I'm looking to God. The Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He just kept looking to him. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to look to him. Tribulation after tribulation after tribulation. And what happened? We see finally Job ended up with hope. You know, perhaps tonight, if we trusted him sooner and looked to him sooner, we wouldn't have to go through as many tribulations. But God allows tribulations. Do you see it's the goodness of God that brings tribulations in our life that makes us look to him again? Because what we do is we get our eyes off of him, and it takes tribulation to get our eyes back on him. So number one, how do we get to where hardships lead to hope? Number one, we learn to wait on God. So that's the first step. So we go from tribulation, stick with God, don't give up on God, and then it leads to patience. You're learning patience. That's working for you. But notice the second thing. The second stop is very important. Tribulations lead to patience, and then notice what happens after patience. The Bible says in verse 4, and patience experience. Now, this is interesting. You know what experience means? It means proven capability. Proven capability. The Bible says tribulations come along and trials come along. And man, it's rough and you want to quit on God and give up on God. But you're learning patience. Stick with him. Trust him. Don't give up him. You're learning patience. And the longer you have patience, watch what happens. You gain exactly what he can do. You're learning just how capable he is. Now, this is what's wonderful. The reason tonight that hardships lead to hope is because we learn to wait on God. And number two, we learn the power of God. We learn the power of God. I have learned that God can do some things that I did not know that he could do. 
if I had not have gone through 2020. In 2020, I went through some things and I had to trust God with some things that I've never had to trust God for before. I have gotten as low as I've ever been spiritually in 2020 and needed God to reach further than he's ever reached before to encourage my heart and to strengthen my way. But it was only through tribulation that I had to trust in him for that and that much. And I learned about his power in ways that I've never known before. I'm sure tonight we could go around this room and say, what is something you had to trust God for you never had to trust for like this? We all have something. What happened? Well, patience has led to experience. You see, we've proved the power of God. You know, sometimes you've got to wait in order to see God work. I think we've all seen that. You ever prayed for a job? Maybe you prayed for a spouse? Amen. Brother Bo, keep praying. Pray for a spouse. Maybe you pray for a financial aid. Maybe you needed something. Maybe you're sick, had a hospital bill, and you prayed, you prayed, you prayed, and you had to wait on God. But finally, at the end of all the waiting, God worked. And you saw God work. And you look back at what God did, and you know that God did it. You know what that is? That's having experience with God. And later when tribulations come, do you know what you're going to lean on? Your experience with God. You know what that gives you? Hope. Do you see how it works? Oh, come on, folks. You're not smiling like you're getting this tonight. All right? You start with tribulation, and God allows that to come in our life to help us look to him like we've never looked for, to him. And through tribulations, we learn patience. We trust in God. I'm waiting on you. I've told God so many times, God, I don't know what this church is going to look like when we all get back and all of this is over, if it ever ends. Say, God, I can't hold all of this together. But I'm trusting you. I'm looking to you. I'm going to do what you've called me to do the way you've called me to do it. I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. And I'm going to see God work. And knowing God's going to work based on what he's already done in my life, you know what it gives me? Hope. I'm looking at 2021 hopeful. Why? Because I've had experience in 2020. I had tribulations, and tribulations worked patience in my life. I learned to trust him like I've never trusted him before. And, oh, now I've got some experience. I'm going to tell you, oh, you're going to think bad of me, but I'm going to be honest with you. First thing, it scared me to death when March 15th, we had that meeting about uh, going live stream for a couple of weeks, Brother Bolt, just a couple of weeks, amen. First thing I was worried about was money. That's like our staff likes to eat. They like air conditioning. They like living in their homes and not tents. You know, they got mortgages to pay. They got insurance to pay. And my wife and I figured up, all right, all right, what can we cut our salary to if we have to start cutting salaries? Because surely we're going to have to start cutting salaries, right? Start firing people. My goodness, we haven't had to do that. In fact, the Lord's allowed us to save some money. Now, money's not everything, but I want to show you, God did that. I'm looking at God and I'm saying, all right, Lord, I don't want Brother Heath and Brother John and all these other guys standing in front of my yard with pitchforks and torches, you know. Fix that. They're going to foreclose on my house. Fix it. God, I don't want that to happen. Look, I don't want to see these kids' ribs showing. Okay, I'm walking around here. His ribs are showing. and Oh, man, I just, that would just feel horrible. See, Brother Matthews had to hitchhike up here to the office every morning because he had to sell his car so he could buy food to live off of. Oh, Lord, I don't want to see that. All right, God, I'm trusting you in this. I didn't ask for this. God, this is what's happened. We've got tribulations. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I want to tell you something. I haven't missed a meal. Matter of fact, I've had to cut back because I've eaten too many meals. You know what? God worked. I've gained experience in 2021, 2020 realizing God's going to work. 
And you know what it makes me be for 2021? Hopeful. Now watch close. It starts with tribulation, goes to patience, and patience experience, and experience works what? Hope. Oh, David, David's going down to fight Goliath, and there's his brothers up there on the hill, and his brothers are so scared. They are not hopeful. Even the king is not hopeful. There's no hope. You're not going to make it. He's a man of war from his youth. His brother's picking on him. No hope for you, son. You're going to go down there and you're going to die. But David had something they didn't have. What did David say? David said, he said, you have a sword and a, a spear, a shield and a spear, but I come in you in the name of the Lord. Because see, there was a time a while back, there was this lion tried to take one of my dad's sheep and the Lord delivered me, delivered the lion in my hand, and there was a bear, and the Lord delivered that bear into my hand, and you're going to be just like one of those. You know what David was saying? I had tribulations before, but I trusted God, and trusting God created patience, and that patience gave me experience with God, and now I have the hope that you're about to die. David had experience with God. I'm telling you tonight, I'm sitting, look, I'm sitting at my, my in-law's house. I'm preparing yesterday for the message tonight, and I'm trying to figure out why I'm so hopeful. You know? Is it because the election looks like it's going to turn out right? Nope. The economy is going to turn around, or maybe it's that $600 stimulus check. That's why I'm hopeful. Come on, man. I'm trying to figure out, why am I so hopeful? It's because I had tribulations that taught me patience to rely upon God. And relying upon him, I saw him work, which gave me experience. And having experience with God gives me hope for whatever I'm going to face in 2021. That's why I'm hopeful. That's why I'm looking at 2021 tonight. I don't know what we're going to face. I'm telling you, that zombie apocalypse, who knows? I'm picking, all right? Don't send me scripture correcting me on zombies, all right? I don't believe in them. But I'm hopeful because I have experience with God. When you have experience with God's power, it, cre it creates hope. I saw, my goodness, 17 years ago, my mom's at Fortune General Hospital. The doctor says, we have started experimental treatment on her tonight or, or she's going to die. And my dad says, well, you give us a few minutes to pray about it. And so I mean, we had to go in crash course mode of prayer. And so we started praying for my mom and my dad says, Doc, he says, look, look, I believe in medicine, and God gave doctors knowledge and all of that, but um, I just don't feel like this is what we need to do right now, and um, we're just going to trust God on this one. Now, folks, you better be right if you do that, all right? You better be right, and better make sure that God's told you to do that. And so the next morning, the doctor comes busting in the door. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We had it all wrong. She does not have lymphoma. She has lupus, and we're going to try to treat it through this, and we need to stop the treatment right now. My dad said, we didn't start the treatment because didn't feel led to start the treatment. And oh, it was that night. They told us my mom had a year to live, and here it is 17 years later. She's, she's making it. I saw God work. Tribulation led us to patience and trusting God, and that patience gave us experience that God can work even in spite of medical emergencies. And that experience gives me hope that, you know, my mom went in for a procedure yesterday, or day before yesterday. My dad called and says, pray for your mom. She's about to go in. I knew she was. I couldn't go pray with her. I haven't seen my mom since before Thanksgiving. She's trying to stay away. and I knew that I couldn't go and comfort her by putting my arm around her, giving her a hug, giving her a kiss on the forehead. But I have experience with a God who's taken care of it before. And so as I traveled north on 49, further away from my mom who was going into a procedure, I had hope. Why? Because I have experience with God. Think about Abraham. I'll tell you this and I'll be done. Think about Abraham. 
When Abraham was taking Isaac up Mount Moriah, and Isaac asked him, where was the lamb? And he says, God will provide. God will provide. You know, Abraham was not just quoting Max Lucado off of the calendar on his refrigerator. Abraham was speaking from experience. There was a time that God says, get up out of your country and go into a land that I will show thee, and I'm going to make of thee a great nation. I'm going to give you a son and all of these things. Okay. And God came through. And so when it came time on that mountain, going up that mountain, oh, the tribulation he must have had in his heart. You're about to have to take the life of your child. Now, some of you have probably thought about it before, but I'm talking about it at a good time. About to take the life of his child. And tribulations in his heart. He said, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. God will provide. God will provide. What was that based on? Optimism? No. Experience. The tribulations he had of leaving his land and trusting God created experience. Knowing God is going to come through. And that experience gave him hope. God will provide. I can't tell you what 2021 holds. But I know that God will God will. Why? I have experience with him. I have experience with him. There's nothing we will face in 2021 that is bigger than the sin debt that we already faced when we were lost. And if the grace of God is sufficient for that, then the grace of God is going to be sufficient for whatever this new year holds. And I face 2021 even surprised by myself with great hope. Why? Because the tribulations have taught me patience. And trusting in God and patience has given me experience knowing that God can and God will. And therefore, that experience works hope in my heart and life tonight. And not tonight as we face 2021, who knows what it's going to hold. I want you to leave this service tonight with hope. Looking forward with hope. Why? Because we look back at tribulation. God brought us here. We're here. We're at the end of 2020, this crazy, tumultuous year, and yet God's grace brought us here. And that experience with God in 2020 ought to forge a hope in us for 2021. So tonight, let's have our heads bowed.